Grace had six months to get over her father's betrayal. Six months for her to forget that she had made a powerful enemy. And now, this, this demand. It came one day after he'd made contact for the first time, a call to her cell phone from an untraceable number. She knew what he looked like. Rocco Amari was famous, the media's favorite businessman playboy. He had model good looks, shiny cars, shinier girlfriends. Basically everything you needed to capture the attention of the public. She had seen him before in print images, but she had never heard his voice. Until yesterday. Until he'd made contact. She'd realized quickly that she couldn't outrun him, that she couldn't hide from him. Not without pulling up stakes and disappearing into the night. Leaving her little apartment, her restaurant job, her small group of friends. Becoming a vapor, as she'd been in her childhood. Invisible, with few enough things to stuff them all into one bag, so she and her dad could run quickly if they needed to. Then her dad could drop her at her mother's for a while, at a moment's notice. No, she hadn't been able to face becoming that person again, a ghost in the human world, never allowed to touch anything, never allowed to be a part of anything. So she'd stayed, which meant pulling a much more brazen con than she would like, one that would hopefully end this thing with him and see her on her way, free and clear. She had to go to him, convince him of her innocence. But he hadn't been playing by her rules. And then he'd finally called. Charity, Wyatt? Yes? We've never spoken before, but you know who I am. Rocco. Rocco Amari. You have something that belongs to me, my pretty little thief. His voice was deep, his Italian heritage evident in each syllable. It was the kind of voice that seemed to have a flavor all its own, something smoky, like scotch and cigars. It curled itself around her, around her throat, made it difficult for her to speak. I am not a thief, she said, injecting a note of ringing conviction into her voice. My father is a con man, and he... And you are his accomplice, he said, the certainty in his voice squashing the false ring of conviction in hers. I need to explain. He lied to me. I didn't know what I was doing. Yes, yes, very nice. Hysterical cries about your innocence. However, I find myself unmoved. She bit her lip trying to force herself to feel persecuted, to call up everything she'd felt when her father had left, so that he could hear a truth that wasn't there. But I didn't mean to steal anything from you. And yet, I find myself short a million dollars. And your father is nowhere to be found. Things must be made right. If I could get hold of my father... I would see that he returned the money. 
even though she knew it had been put into other assets by now. But you can't get hold of your father, can you? No. No, she couldn't. Even if she could, she doubted he'd be on hand to bail her out of trouble by putting his own neck on the chopping block. He'd left her to deal with this on purpose. However, Rocco continued, I find that I have a suggestion for you. A deal. A deal? Yes, but I do not discuss important business on the phone. You will receive instructions tomorrow. Follow them, or I will change my mind. And I will press charges. And you, Miss Wyatt, will spend quite a few years in jail for fraud and theft. And that was how she found herself here.